O'Neill Cruz is the most exciting. Kebrian Hayes is the one who's the most committed in terms of contract years. But there's still one and only one best player on this roster. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 8, Nationals 7. Reynolds hit three home runs. Like, this is what it takes for this team to generate enough offense to end a five-game losing streak that was rooted almost entirely in a lack of offense. Reynolds has continued hitting throughout that. In fact, Reynolds is having another June for the ages. Get a load of some of these numbers. A 337 batting average, a 384 OBP, 1.008 OPS. Eight home runs, including the three yesterday, obviously. 19 RBIs, including the six yesterday. And it's been consistent from June 1 onward. He's been that spectacular. So take any and all doubts that might have arisen from his first month and a half of this season, arguably even going into the final part of May, and just toss them right out. Toss them right out. This is a very, very good big league player. I'm not going to overstate it. I'm not calling him some kind of superstar or anything else. But the most important thing that you can be in this beautiful sport is consistent. And what we've seen from Reynolds, with the exception of a bizarre and unprecedented COVID year, the two-month season in 2020, where he took a big step backward in the first month and then kind of started to bounce back in the second, not enough to salvage his stats. And then this year, starting off slow, being openly, visibly frustrated about it, even on nights where he'd have a couple of hits, he knew something was off, that something wasn't there. And if you listen to him after the game yesterday, uh, talking to reporters in D.C., you'll hear there's a difference. Yeah, it feels good. Um, um, yeah, I guess it feels kind of surreal. But, uh, bit, but. Now, again, I don't want to overstate this. I, I try to be really careful using terms like, you know, great. I don't have cause right now to believe that Reynolds is a great player. I do believe that he has the overall package to be one of the more valuable players in the game. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about the hitting. I'm talking about value to the team. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. When I speak with people inside the Pirates about Reynolds, 
and maybe this is in part because they don't like to get into stuff that's really obvious, like, hey, dude can really hit. We'll usually talk about the elements of his game that make him a ball player. When you see how hard he works, when you see the effort that he gives in the outfield, when you see the smarts on the base paths, not to mention the effort on the base paths, when you see how he is with his teammates, which I get to see on a regular basis, and the way he supports and encourages them, and I can't say enough about what he's meant to Jack Sawinski, and in a way, vice versa. And when you put that all together and wrap it into a statistical context, you've got something that's special. And let me tell you what I mean by the statistical context. When we compare offensive numbers among position players, we almost always just do it as if they're all playing the same position. Am I right? Maybe there's an exception made for a catcher where you'll say, well, he he does this and this pretty well for a catcher. This is what you'd expect from a catcher, unless it's someone, you know, like a Buster Posey or whoever that is just a freak back there offensively. You're always going to set them off a little bit. Well, baseball evaluators and baseball scouts will attach something extra to a center fielder. I ran into an American League scout here in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago while the Pirates were on a homestand, and one of the questions that he asked me was, do you believe Reynolds can stick in center? And and what that means, that's kind of scout talk for, is he athletic and legitimately uh, aggressive and commanding enough to stay at that position, or will he eventually sooner rather than later, need to be moved. A lot of this came up, some of you will recall, around the time that Andrew McCutcheon was in center while all of us, everyone knew that Starling Marte over and left would actually be a superior defensive center fielder. Marte would, of course, go on to prove that on his own, to his credit. But where Reynolds is concerned, that used to be something that would get a kind of a 50-50 reaction from whoever. And it used to get that, I can tell you this without flinching, it used to get that reaction from Ben Charrington when I'd bring it up. It would be like, we'll see, we'll see. Well, what you have to do with center field, what baseball people want to see you do in center field, if you heard me use that word commanding, they want to see you take charge, not of fly balls that are in the gap or whatever. I'm talking about taking charge as in saying, this is my position and you can't have it. That was what Kutch did. Kutch drew a line. Kutch had achieved enough being the MVP, being the guy who was the face of the franchise, being the guy who brought the Pirates back into the playoffs and all that stuff, that he felt he had the cachet to say, no, Marte is not that guy. It's a really big left field at PNC Park. You go and work that. I'm staying right here. Reynolds is that guy. Reynolds is that center fielder. Right now, Reynolds' offensive stats are number one in the National League among center fielders. They're number four in the entire majors among center fielders. 
a guy from the Angels happens to still be at number one on that list. But this, this is value. And when you start looking around at the rest of the players that we feel might be mainstays for this team, that's one very strong argument to make in favor of O'Neill Cruz staying at short because that's this position when it comes to the infield. When we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from James who asks, did Brian Reynolds just punch his ticket to the All-Star game? James, if you had asked me this even 24 hours ago, I would have said no. But two different things occurred since then. One is, you know, Reynolds hit three home runs and added six RBIs. That'll do a whole lot for your stats, uh, especially in Reynolds' case for RBIs. I know that Those who look only to advanced analytics completely dismiss RBIs. Baseball people, real baseball people, inside baseball people, meaning the managers, the coaches, even the general managers and members of their staffs do look at RBIs because they see something there that's intangible in that process. It's not that they see you rising to the occasion. It's that they don't want to see you shrinking from the occasion if that makes any sense. Well, Reynolds is still having a pretty uncomfortable season in that regard, but it's a lot better. And his overall figures, his average is up to 258 when it had been poking around 200 for most of the first two months. Uh, His home runs are obviously at a nice, healthy pace. And he has developed the reputation of being the Pirates' best player. And sometimes that can do it all by itself. Think of it this way. When Adam Frazier and Reynolds were the Pirates' two representatives last year, and they both ended up in the starting lineup, there wasn't a peep about it. Uh, Those of you who go way back with this team remember that the Pirates have this somewhat dubious history of sending the, you know, 27th guy on the National League roster. Um, Evan Meek is the example that's cited most often. Meek had a tremendous first half in 2010, but he was still only the setup guy on a team that ended up losing 100 games, and he got pretty roundly panned for it, as did the whole concept of everybody's got to be represented. But you didn't hear any of that with Reynolds and Frazier there. They were both deserving of their selections and their status and and, and everything else. Reynolds, I think, has kind of moved into that category where the rest of baseball is comfortable with his being what he is to the Pirates. And the other thing that happened yesterday, and this isn't anywhere near as pleasant, is that Todd Tomzik, the Pirates' director of sports medicine, in giving an update on David Bednar, sure made it sound like he's not going to be around for a little bit. Now, they still haven't placed him on the injury list, but he's got a back issue. It doesn't sound like he'll be back anytime soon, no pun intended, possibly including this weekend. Whichever is the case, I'll be back at PNC Park tonight for the opener of a four-game set with the hated Brewers. 
First pitch is 7.05 p.m. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be writing about it. I'll be back here tomorrow sharing some conversation with you about it. Thanks so much for listening.